everybody. Welcome to the Hidden Gems Podcast. This is a show where we like to talk about streaming services and give you some hidden gems that are on those services. But today we're doing something a little bit different. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, something I've wanted to cover for quite a while. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Ryan is here. Hey Rachel, it's great to be back with you once again. Uh, and it, this is going to be a lot of fun, I think, because uh, instead of doing our usual format of you pick five, I pick five, we're going to be doing a bit of a long form review of a certain service plus a show and among yeah. other things. Yes, so we're gonna be talking about Apple Plus because we've talked about all of the streaming services multiple times at this point, but the one that we had never talked about is Apple Plus. And the reason why is because they don't really have curated content on Apple Plus. They have new original content, but it's not the same as, as like Netflix or Disney Plus or anything that have these big libraries full of curated content so we could give you lots of hidden gems on Apple Plus. And so that's why we were kind of, we weren't sure how to, how to uh, cover it. And, uh, and so uh, we decided to kind of just do something different this, this week. Yeah, and uh, it's, a, it's a little awkward like to cover something that is like just originals. I mean, that's a, that's a bit of a dicey proposition, I would imagine. But I think considering the track record of some of Apple's shows, I mean, it's yeah. working to a certain extent. Plus, I just wanted uh, Ryan to watch Ted Lasso. So <laughs> this is my wore, sneaky way. <laughs> you wore me down, folks. She wore me down. Yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about in a little more detail up front, and then we'll go into some of the programs and movies that they have to offer on Apple Plus, give our thoughts either as a preview or a review, and that's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. So let's dive in. Ted Lasso. <laughs> so, so this is this the second season just uh, started. It's on week three uh, when this airs. Uh, and it is based on a, a character that I guess had been in some advertisements uh, with um, uh, for, for for football and things, and and with Jason Sudeikis in them. And uh, it's about this character named Ted Lasso, who is a an American football coach uh, who gets uh, picked to coach a British. Uh, football or soccer uh, team even though he doesn't know anything about it and he is Mr. Optimism he's super cheerful and his his good spirits rub off on all of the people that he meets and uh, so you've seen I don't know how many how many episodes did you get to watch I've seen them I've seen a good chunk of season one I think I'm almost finished with it but I think I know enough about it to where I, I can certainly talk about it. All right. So what did what was your overall thoughts of Ted Lasso? I really liked it. I, I think I, I think because when I was going into this show, this premise kind of reminded me of these two really obscure sports movies that probably no one's heard of, but I've but I've seen and I really enjoyed. The first one was called Eddie. It starred Whoopi Goldberg, and it was about this Knicks super fan who one day is legitimately named the head coach of the New York Knicks at, by the owner who is this very eccentric businessman and it ruffles all the feathers. 
The second movie that I thought of was this little known movie called Mr. Baseball that starred Tom Selleck. And it was about this baseball player who was like, who was like really good, but had a bad attitude and got in his own way. And so he was effectively blackballed and the only job that he could take was at a baseball team in Japan. So he had to move there and learn their ways and things like that. So that's what I was thinking of going into it. And this show is not like those shows at all. And, 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 I, and I, think, I think that Ted Lasso himself, the character, has to be considered like, at least for like the first half of the season one, has to be considered like one of the ultimate like poor dudes in, in television history up there with like, to a lesser extent, like Jesse Pinkman or something like that, because he starts out and he's so hopeful for his chance of like, he doesn't know a dang thing what he's doing, but he wants to, to like, he wants to do good. And everybody just rebuffs him and calls him a W word that because that I can't say because this is a Catholic podcast after all. <laughs> and it's just so sad. And especially you see him go through all of this crap. Like his wife is like, I don't love you anymore. I want a divorce and that whole thing. He has a son who he doesn't see because he's had to uproot himself and coach this team in a country that he has not one bit of clue what to do with. Initially, his team pretty much hates him. They have their own problems to worry about. And should I go into spoilers about the owner? Well, I think that we're okay going into season one spoilers. I mean, if you don't want to hear any season one spoilers, then maybe don't listen to this and come back after you've finished watching it. Uh, we, we won't go into anything with season two. Uh, you haven't watched it, so why would we? Uh, but uh, but yeah, it, I think I think that's pretty safe at this point since it's it's so the whole season. The owner of this football club hires Ted Lasso to stick it to her ex-husband for yeah. sneaking around, and you know, hey, that's a pretty bad thing. But yes, you know, because her ex-husband, her his like pride and joy was this football team, this soccer team however you want to call it but and lady you know julia roberts like went to italy and india and indonesia like an eat pray love like you don't have to sink an entire football team with careers and other yeah. jobs on the line just to stick it to you well she wants she wants to the one thing that he she knows that that he loves that she has power over uh, everything else she doesn't have power over so she thinks that's going to be the case so she hires Ted Lasso uh, who is an American football coach and she thinks this is going to be a total disaster and he comes into her office and the very first thing he does or one of the first things he does is he makes her these special biscuits these special shortbread and <laughs> I mean I think there's all kinds of recipes now uh, on uh, uh, online for this shortbread but that one at that one interaction does so much in beginning to change her heart towards Ted Lasso. Yeah, and uh, I think Binging with Babish did an entire episode on those biscuits. I mean, they look oh, really? they look really good. Like they kind of <laughs> they kind of look like those cookies you get on airplanes that the, that oh yeah, the like biscoff the red, and like the red packaging. Mm -hmm. like, no matter how tired I am on a plane, I always get those. They're great. Yeah. Yeah. I also thought of like those tins of like, like Scottish shortbread that you get at Christmas. Oh you know? yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Makes, that, that works as well. Those are so good. 
and he is trying to run the the uh, the club because he believes that if he can get the players to believe in themselves, they will win. That it doesn't matter if he particularly knows that much about a about soccer slash football. Uh, that he can get them to win by by working them hard and also by convincing them how much they are worthwhile people. Uh, and I, it starts to work. That's the crazy thing. And he has a really great group. He has Coach Beard with him, who I love. <laughs> he's yeah, so he, funny. he's great. He, he kind of... He's kind of like the Dr. Watson to his Sherlock Holmes. Like, that's that's the analogy that came to my head. Mm -hmm. I also love Nate the Great. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, my favorite part about Ted Lasso is that when he first meets Nate, like, and then he remembers his name, and he's like, oh, thanks for the, thanks for the sports drink, Nate. And, and he's like, Nate the Great. You, remem you remembered my name. And Ted's <laughs> like, of course I did. I'm like, <laughs> like these little things that make me like this guy more and more, like remembering mm -hmm. people's names. It's a, it's a little thing, but it goes a long way. Yeah. And just their friendship is just so sweet and funny. And I don't know, I just... And he has like the little Mr. Bean car, the, the lime green <laughs> car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like how can okay. Ted fit in that thing? Like without like some DDP yoga or something is beyond me. Yeah, and then I also love, well, they have Jamie Tart, who's one of the players, and they had the kind of the tough task that they had to cast both players, people who could play soccer, and also people who could act and, you know, carry off the comedy, um, and so they have uh, Jamie, Jamie Tart, and uh, then they also have his girlfriend, uh, or uh, depending on when you're watching the show, uh, his girlfriend and and named Juno, uh, I mean named Keely, played by Juno Temple, and I love her. I think she's so funny. She's I love her interactions with Rebecca, his uh, who is the boss. I think they're so funny together. Yeah, it's like I think I can categorize most of the characters of this show as like the first time I saw them, I was sitting there and thinking to myself. I'm not going to like you, aren't I? But then at a certain point, they do something I like. And then I'm just saying, they're like, ah, great. I got to like you now. <laughs> I got to be a part of a, uh, of a junket, a virtual junket for Ted Lasso. And they had uh, all the behind the scenes people, the casting, costuming, hair, makeup, virtual effects, all that. Is really cool, and uh, the um, the casting uh, director Theo Park is her name. She said, obviously, we had to find actors who could play football as well, so that was interesting. We saw some amazing auditions from actors doing some keepy uppies in the garden with a mate videoing them. <laughs> she and then she says, because we really needed to see heart and soul from every single member of the cast. So they had to be really strong actors as well as clever comics. And I think you definitely see that. And uh, there's just such an attention to detail in this show that I think sets it apart. Like the uh, people don't realize the amount of even just something like the visual effects. Because you think, oh, it's just like a normal show. Like why it's not a fantasy show. But 
every single crowd shot that you see in this show is virtual, is VFX. Uh, so if they are in like any kind of game or anything like that, that's all green screen and visual effects. If there's some really cool videos on YouTube and if you want to look and check it out and and it's a, I, Paul Cripps, the production designer says, uh, says Kip Kroger, the producer said, made it look like we play football games in premier leagues in real stadiums. There are two sides to the production design with real sets and the post sets they, they did. I think the combination of those two things really work because the thing that often lets down sports films or comedies is the sports part that I think ours holds up really well. And I know nothing about British soccer or, you know, nothing. And, uh, and yet they make it feel convincing to me at least. Yeah. Uh, I, I watched the damned United one time and that's like, that's my extent of it. And, yeah. And I watched the Colin Firth fever pitch and that's about all that I <laughs> But, but yeah, I really like, uh, both, uh, Phil Dunster plays Jamie Tart. And I like uh, Brett Goldstein who plays Roy Kent. And I think Roy is so funny with that like grumbly voice. What are you doing? Yeah, he's, it, he starts out and he has like one of my, he has, he has a line that just made me really laugh. Like Ted, like he gives him this compliment. He's like, you've had a long career and you, the players seem to really listen to you. Seems perfectly innocuous, right? And, he, and Roy's like, yeah. Didn't think it'd be ending by being coached by Ronald McDonald. I'm like, uh, like shots fired. I like, hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's the thing is that is that Ted Lasso is so well written. The scripts, because that's what it comes down to. And then you can have the great actors, you can have the great, great sets, special effects, all that stuff. If the script is not good, it does doesn't matter. But here, the script is really good. And so uh, I, I just, I really like, uh, like, for instance, here's just little jokes like this. Uh, when Rebecca says, how do you like, how do you take your tea? And Ted says, well, usually I take it right back to the counter because someone has made a horrible mistake. But when in Rome, right? Uh, you know, I always thought that tea was going to taste like hot brown water. And you know what? I was right. It's horrible. No, thank you. <laughs> well, it, uh, when I heard that, I was like, well, you're living here now, so get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, there's just so much funny banter like that. <laughs> and I, I, uh, I, I think my two favorite episodes of the show are um, episodes two and three. Uh, mm -hmm. it, because in episode two, you know, there's this player on the team named Sam and he's from Nigeria and Ted kind of notices that Sam's like really homesick for Nigeria. And so he kind of throws a party for him and, oh yeah, and this guy, Trent Krim from the independent who at first I was like, I don't like you at all. And then more on that in a second, but but when that party happens and the, and the reporter's like, uh, what was that? Why did you do that? And Ted's like, well, I just wanted him to feel better. And so then in the next episode, uh, Ted and Trent have like a interview together and then they go out for dinner for Indian food and Ted hates it because it's way too spicy for him. But he 
he eats it anyway just to make Trent happy. And then and then he wins Trent over. Like you think, oh, this is gonna be the the bitter journalist trope, like right here. But no. By episode three, yeah. like he wins the guy over. Mm-hmm. So like just like the entire time I was thinking, oh, here's the salty ex player thing. But now it's like, oh, that's something I never expected before. Like the evil owner, something I didn't expect. Is like the show consistently surprised me. And I think that's the highest compliment that I could pay. Yeah. It, and, and it has, it's not only very funny with good characters, it also has a, a heart to it that endears you to the characters, like you're saying, that you feel for, you're rooting for Ted Lasso, just like, those are great scenes with him and the reporter. They're really good. And I mean, I like this, this whole interaction here, where Roy comes to him and says that Nathan's been harassed every single day by Jamie, and what it, you know, says, what are you going to do about it? And Ted says, Roy, I learned two pretty big lessons on the rough and tumble playgrounds of Brookridge Elementary School. One, if little Ronnie offers you a candy bar, you immediately say no and get out of there because there's good chance that the little son of gun has pooped inside of a Butterfinger wrapper. No one ever saw him do it, but a couple people ate it. Number two, (laughs) teacher (laughs) tells a bully not to pick on someone, it's going to make it worse. So you're not going to do anything? No. Why? (laughs) Because he's the one coach. If we're going to make an impact here, the first domino needs to fall right inside of that man's heart. So (laughs) that's just, it's funny, but it's also actually really endearing and sweet. (laughs) Um, So let's see if I can find some other good ones. Have you gotten to the charity gala yet? Uh, that episode. That's the, that's for the children, right? Uh, yes, but it's Rebecca's big kind of event and, uh, Robbie Williams is going to perform, but then he fails. And the street, and, the street music. Yeah. Right? Love, yeah, that was yeah. great. That was I great. love that one. <laughs> uh, that, that I think that episode really shows so well everything that the show does right. Cause you have a, a woman like. Uh, like Rebecca, who is strong and confident, but also has this huge vulnerable side uh, that makes her a really interesting character that you are are so rooting for. And I think her performance is so good. Uh, Hannah Waddingham, I think she does a great job with that character. Yeah, absolutely. I at, at first I was thinking she was going to be like Cameron Diaz from Any Given Sunday. You know, the the type who is like ah, well, we're going to move this team to another, like, a more bustling part and forget all of this. But no, like, by episode two, she turns into a completely different person, and you kind of chip away at the egotistical shell that she builds around herself. Like, it it happens slowly over time, but you want to be on the journey with it. It's not about the destination, it's about the journey, I, I suppose. Yeah, and I love the fact that uh, Keely is so impressed by everything Rebecca does. She's like, you look amazing. <laughs> You're gorgeous. I don't know. Their whole, like I said, their whole interactions, I think, are so great. 
<laughs> kind of thought he was a bit of a brown nose myself. But... Which one? Keely. Well, no, Keely's the 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 girlfriend of Jamie Tart. Oh, kind of. Oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, you're thinking of Higgins. Higgins, you really that character really does grow quite a bit, and I love him in season two. So get ready for season two. <laughs> I'll 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 take I'll. I'll remember you said that, and when I yes. get there, I'll, I'll hold you to that. Yes, I really do, because he's he's the only one of the whole group that is in like a a positive, thriving marriage, and like his so his house kind of becomes sort of this hub of for the kind of an extended family for the team, and uh, and so yeah, no, he he does grow quite a bit. And, and that's just thing, even like, that's just a periphery character. And yet you still, by the end, uh, you become attached to the the characters, most of all Ted Lasso. And uh, I don't know, I just, I just love the show. I think it is so funny. It does have a fair amount of cursing. So mm-hmm. If uh, if that's not your jam, then that that's really the only. And there is some sensuality, but not too bad. But um, I but it's the only reason I can really imagine people not liking it. I guess is if the if it's just too much profanity. Yeah, fair amount of the word that starts with a W and rhymes with banker. Yeah, anything else stand out for you on the show? Uh no, I, I'm I'm just loving it. I'm looking forward to uh getting onto season two. Yeah. And I just feel like it's so rare that something so positive, so funny, so well done actually like gets the praise and gets gets uh I don't know, I feel like a lot of times the stuff that ends up getting all the awards and everything like that is usually on the more like cynical side, you know? So it's, yeah. it's a, uh, the whole message of the second season is believe. And, uh, and I, I just no wonder that in 2020, you know, this is the show that really took off because it is so positive. Yeah. It really did come out in the right, like span of time when we were in the thick of, of the, the virus and the lockdowns and everything. And mm-hmm. it was like it, it was like that and Tiger King. They if they came out in like any other time, I don't think they would have gotten the steam that they did. Yeah. But if but because they came out when they did, it was like they just like they struck a chord. In the words of Eric yeah. Bischoff, timing is everything. <laughs> yes, and and whereas like Tiger King is kind of a flavor of the month. Like this has the potential to really last and 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 make a, a difference. I think the uh, in the season two there's a Christmas episode, and in my opinion, it's one of the great Christmas episodes to ever be on any show ever. I absolutely loved it, <laughs> and I love in this is not a spoiler, but it, it, uh, Roy's Roy Kent's niece Phoebe, she ends up in a, a, a bunch more episodes of season two. And their whole dynamic, him <laughs> grumpy old Roy with his little girl is very cute. I enjoyed that very much. Uh, so, well, let's talk about some of the stuff that you can watch on uh, Apple Plus. 
there's a couple that I have seen and like I said, there's some stuff I haven't seen. So if you're listening and you've seen any of the stuff that, that we haven't seen, let us know your thoughts. We'd be very curious. Uh, but uh, the first thing was a movie called Greyhound. And this was supposed to go to theaters. This was one of the first movies that got moved to streaming. Uh, got purchased by Apple Plus. And this stars uh, Tom Hanks. And he plays a captain on a ship in World War II. And it's, it's, it's a good movie. Very well made. Entertaining. It's very simple. It doesn't try to, uh, try to be more than it is. Uh, it's just Tom Hanks is a good man. He's a good leader of the ship and he gets them through this, uh, this tough time with the submarines. They're going to, they're going to take down the ship. So it's, it's based on a true story. It's a good one. I enjoyed it. You know, just when you think world war two can't like have enough, like good stories, there's another one that, that comes around is right. like world war two seems like a, like, it like it's sad that it happened, but it's but at the same time, in the wake of that, we've gotten just nothing but amazing stories to tell of bravery and courage as a result of it. Yeah, no, it's true. There's just been a lot of stories. I think the thing that makes it good for World War Two storytelling is that there's such a clear villain, whereas a lot of other uh, other wars, it's a lot more muddy you know? Whereas, like, you got Nazis, they were pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were they were the worst of the worst. Right. Uh, so, I had Greyhound last year at number 41 on my ranking of all the movies that I saw, which I saw 182. So, I enjoyed it. Um, and uh, you didn't get a chance to see that one, did you? No, I meant to, but it was in the phasers like Apple Plus. That's not going to go anywhere. Like, oh, how stupid I was. But being being such a Tom Hanks fan that I am, and a fan of well, just Navy movies in I think general. Like it. Like Navy movies are like a super underrated uh, subgenre, if that is a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's this really good submarine movie called Run Silent, Run Deep, starring uh, Clark Gable and Burt Lancaster. It's one of my dad's favorites. We quote it to each other all the time. It's, it's there's this whenever they go down to practice a, a submarine drill, it's Clark Gable yelling "Dive, dive, dive!" But it's like in a unique way. So whenever it's on, I go to my dad, "Dive, dive, dive!" and he laughs. It, it's a good dive. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Uh, but yeah, I, I think you, I really think you'll like it. I, I think you'll enjoy it. Um, so one of the shows I haven't seen, but heard a lot about is The Morning Show. And this stars uh, Jennifer Aniston and Steve Carell and Reese Witherspoon. Uh, and it is about the morning news, uh, like a Today Show kind of a thing. So uh, if anybody watching has seen this show, let us know what you think, because I haven't seen it, uh, but it looks interesting. Certainly got a great cast. Uh, so then the next thing that I have seen, my favorite movie of uh, 2020 is Wolfwalkers. Absolutely loved this movie. Uh, this is uh, by director Tom Moore, of course, animated film. And it's about two girls uh, who 
find out, discover that they are uh, that they are wolf walkers, that they have this in common, this wolf walkers, and uh, they're they're living in this like feudal time uh, with this uh, lord who wants to keep them down and hates the wolves, and their father, her father, is petrified of uh, the uh, of the wolves and of this uh, this lord. And uh, I, I absolutely loved the animation. I loved the story. I thought it was wonderful. So did you get to see this one? Um, I, I do not believe that I did. I heard, I did, I did hear good things about it, especially yeah. I was looking into it because of our best and worst for Reese Witherspoon. And so I heard mm -hmm. she was in that. Oh, for Morning Cho? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What about Wolf Walkers? Have you seen that? I saw the trailer for it and it looked pretty intriguing and uh, yeah. you've gushed about Tom Moore so much that <laughs> and actually when I was doing research for the Hoopla episode I passed by Secret of Kells so okay. I think I'm gonna have to see that and now yeah. Wolfwalkers just to see what the hype's all about. Yeah it's I loved it I thought it was great. Uh, so then we also have uh, On the Rocks this is by Sofia Coppola and I'm normally not like the biggest fan of hers, but I really enjoyed this. I thought it was very charming. Uh, this is uh, my, uh, let's see, number 14. So it made my top 15 of 2020 list on the rocks. And Bill Murray stars in this as the uh, father of, uh, of uh, Rashida Jones. And Rashida Jones starts to worry that her husband is having an affair and I, her father was a philanderer, so he starts to starts to agree, <laughs> and they start to kind of follow her husband. And I don't know, it was just really good. I really liked the father daughter dynamic in the script, and I thought it was funny. Um, so it was one of my favorites of last year. So I recommend it. You got to you got to give credit to Bill Murray for uh, like he could have done just like comedies for the rest of his career, but no, he actually. Mm -hmm. He actually took a lot of chances with like with the Wes Andersons of the world. Like he's been in like almost every one of Wes Anderson's movies. Like yeah. I, I have a bit of a running joke to myself that when Wes Anderson was casting a movie, he just like goes into his contact list and be like, "Bill, I have a movie. You're in." Yeah. Tilda, I have a movie. You're in. And it's like Adrian Schwartzman, Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But I mean, I can't blame I can't blame him because Bill Murray's is a subtly a pretty yeah. good actor. Like he could have just he could have done like the Groundhog Day or Ghostbusters type of movies for the rest of his career, and no one would have batted an eye. But I think he's sleep like under the radar. He's done some very solid work over the years. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. I really enjoy him in so many different things, and I thought he was so funny and on the rocks. He, you know, more like subtle performance, but I, I mean, Groundhog Day, come on. And it's one of the greats, in my opinion. That's hilarious. Um, okay, so then we also have uh, Coda. And this actually hasn't come out yet on Apple Plus, so it's like a preview. I got to see this at the Sundance Film Festival this last year, and it is so good. People are gonna love it. Everybody at Sundance loved it. So I, I'd be really surprised if people don't love it. It's really good. It's about this girl who is the only hearing member of her family. Everybody else is deaf. And 
so she is, they kind of learned to lean on her to help them communicate. And her mother is played by Marley Matlin, who's an Oscar winning actress and is great. Uh, and secretly this girl, she wants to become a singer, but obviously like her family has a harder time understanding that because they can't hear her sing, right? So it's, it's, it's tough. And if she leaves, then they, it, it's going to affect their business and, and other things. And so there's just, she's just conflicted about what to do. Uh, she has this uh, teacher, choral teacher, uh, Eugenio Bernes, I think is his name. And he is great, so charming, uh, really good. And uh, he was the one, if you saw that remake of Overboard, oh, um, yeah. which wasn't great, but he was pretty good in it. I remember him from being in that movie, How to Be a Latin Lover. Yes, that's him. And he's really good in this, very fun. And it also has the, uh, the kid from Sing Street, which is one of my faves. I love Sing Street. And uh, so he's in there as, his, as her boyfriend, which is fun. And uh, so it's just a really warm-hearted family movie that I, I really have hard to imagine anybody disliking it. It's so, so good. Uh, so yeah um let's see i lost my place where is my sorry okay um so then a couple others we'll just go through these quickly um there's Dif dickinson is supposed to be good that's um Haley steinfeld playing emily dickinson the poet um there's defending jacob which i've heard good things about that's with chris evans right mm-hmm yeah, I know Sean Chandler enjoyed that. So that usually has pretty good taste. <laughs> yeah, his 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 opinions are pretty solid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, there, I know it got kind of bad reviews, but there's also Cherry with Tom Holland. Yeah, I was actually thinking of seeking that out, but then I saw the reviews. I'm like, uh, I'm not sure now. Yeah. I'd be kind of curious to see it just for his performance and see what he can do. But yeah, I haven't seen it, but it is on there. Um, and then we have a, a documentary called, called Fireball Visitors from Darker Worlds. And this is a Werner Herzog documentary. And Werner Herzog, he has a very memorable voice. <laughs> uh, if you've ever seen any of his documentaries and you'll never forget it. And uh, this one, it's uh, the journey across our planet and universe explores how meteorites, shooting stars, and deep impacts have awoken our wonder about other realms and make us rethink our destinies. So with, with that, with Werner Herzog's voice. <laughs> and if people have seen The Mandalorian, Werner Herzog is on The Mandalorian. So he has just that very memorable voice. Indeed. Um, Yes. <laughs> so that sounds really good. Um, there's also a bunch of uh, Peanuts stuff, Snoopy, uh, Snoopy Show, Snoopy in Space, and then a documentary on Charles Schultz called Who Are You, Charlie Brown? That looked pretty good to me. Um, and then there's a couple Sesame Street slash Fraggle Rock uh, things, which I don't know how they got those with um, HBO Max having Sesame Street, but nevertheless, they're there. 
And so you can watch Fraggle Rock. <laughs> Venture cares away, worries for another day. <laughs> Down Fraggle Rock. Fraggle Rock. <laughs> yeah. I actually was I actually was looking earlier and I wanted to highlight I one more uh, one more series uh, that uh, that looked intriguing called 1971 uh, 1971 the year that music changed everything and uh, I'm a big music fan I mean I was in music my whole life voice lessons mm -hmm. all that but I love I love the music from like all through the 60s and like 70s and 80s and 90s. And, yeah. and with Summer of Soul still pretty fresh in my that's brain. That's 1969, so almost the same. Yeah, around that same uh, around that same time zone. So mm -hmm. I th I think that looks fascinating. I'm think I'm gonna check that yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, and there's also another nature documentary called The Elephant Queen, and I watched this at Sundance uh, in like 2019, I think it was. And it's pretty amazing. The people there, they literally lived in the African safari, whatever, for, for seven years, getting all of the photography that they got. Uh, they, they had one from Disney last year, but I, in my opinion, this one is much better than the one from Disney. So you should check it out. It's really good. Um, and then last of all, we could not end this discussion without talking about Schmigadoon. <laughs> <laughs> we, it wouldn't be complete. Yes. I've got corn pudding. <laughs> it's so good. So Schmigadoon, if you don't know, Schmigadoon is about a couple that stumbles upon the magical land of Schmigadoon. And it's where everything's a musical all the time. And they make a lot of jokes about sort of the wholesomeness of musicals. The, the, um, uh, the lack of diversity, the lack of uh, inclusivity, uh, that the, the, the mayor is named Mayor Menlove. <laughs> He's obviously gay and it's hilarious. And um, it's got an incredible cast, Aaron Tivet, who I, is just, oh, I love so much. He's incredible. Uh, and and uh, Christian Chenoweth, Alan Cumming, who's Mayor Menlove. Um, it's got um, Fred Armston, uh, just uh, Cicely Strong, Kiko Michael Key, uh, uh, incredible cast, incredible singing, hilarious songs. It is pretty vulgar, I'm not going to lie, and it does have a bit of, like, there. there's a, because the one character, Cicely Strong's character is a um, gynecologist, and so there's some uh, some, some <laughs> songs. Uh, I'm already, so I'm already thinking of the jokes. <laughs> it's definitely R-rated, but it's funny. So if you like musicals like I do, of course, I think you'll think it's pretty funny, especially Corn Pudding. <laughs> it's my favorite song. <laughs> and you can listen to it on Amazon or wherever you listen to, you can listen to the soundtrack on there. It's really pretty good. I'm not sure what episode they're on now. Uh, I've watched the whole thing, but um, uh, on the previews, but anyway, I love Schmigadoon. It's great. <laughs> Mayor Men Love. Oh, man. Mayor Men Love. <laughs> and like, uh, the, the Keegan-Michael Keyes character doesn't like musicals, 
And every time the like music coming in is like, he's like, no, I'm not going to sing. Hilarious. It has Doug Cameron in, uh, in it, uh, from, um, Descendants and stuff like that. So it just seems like everybody's having a blast and the production values are really fun. And, and just, if you love old school musicals like Brigadoon and Carousel and, and, uh, and Aaron Tevitt's character is obviously trying to be Curly from Carousel. He, he's great. And, um, if you, you know, if you like Roger Hammerstein and old school musicals, like the music man is definitely heavily influenced on it and things like that, which I adore. So yeah, it's great. <laughs> uh, so there we go. That is kind of our review of Apple plus. Let us know what we missed. Uh, I, oh, there's also, um, the letter to you and this is, uh, a, um, music video, Music, musical movie uh, with Bruce Springsteen that was beautifully shot. And if you like his songs, then you will love this. This uh, kind of goes into some of his backstory and his songwriting and other things like that. It's all in black and white. It's very well done. Uh, so I think people will like that, especially fans. And uh, so uh, yeah, that is our review of Apple Plus. So let us know what you think and what you've been watching on Apple Plus. Uh, we would love to hear your thoughts. And Ryan, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, RyanCam20. And then there's, of course, my YouTube channel, which is just called RyanCam. Uh, I want to thank everyone for checking out my Gattaca video. Uh, I hope it I hope it led at least some of you to go check that movie out. I think it was criminally underrated and hopefully more, more eyeballs get put on it because it is a supremely underrated sci-fi movie. It's, it's high concept, but there's a good through line of emotion through there to where you can pretty fo follow it pretty easily. And Rachel likes it and she <laughs> pretty much if it's not right. Star Wars or Star Trek, she is just not interested. <laughs> so if she likes it's actually a sci-fi movie that's not boring and has about a relationship. So it's a good one. I agree. Yeah, people should check it out. I didn't think it was that underrated. I I didn't know. I thought people liked that movie. It's underrated in the sense that at the time it was really not seen and just oh really and just over time its reputation has gotten stronger and stronger. Cool. Yeah, definitely y'all should check that out. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. And make sure you check out tomorrow. We are going to be having the Movie Nerds Club. Uh, and this is a special edition where we have some new members. It's going to be very fun. Make sure you take a look at that. And also, please like this video. Please subscribe to our channel. Really appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group, which is so much fun. And we really appreciate that support and also the merch stores. Take a look at that. And thank you so much, everybody. And we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye.